This is the Responsible Sports Podcast, presented by Liberty Mutual. Episode number 10, Jenny Finch. Responsible Sports is a program dedicated to supporting coaches and parents who help our children succeed on and off the field. Each episode, our host, Jim Thompson, Executive Director of Positive Coaching Alliance, will be joined by some of the most influential players and coaches to share their thoughts and experiences with responsible coaching and responsible sports parenting. In this episode, Jim welcomes Olympic gold medalist and national softball team pitching all-star Jenny Finch. I, I tried to turn it around, you know, to them saying, you know, you could be at home playing video games, but no, you're on a field playing a game that you love and yeah, base is loaded, but you have the opportunity to, you know, do something great. So try to, you know, fight that negative talk in your head and get those negative thoughts out of your mind and just go for it. You know, um, believe in yourself. You've done everything that you possibly could and, you know, enjoy the moment and look at that pressure as being a privilege. Borrowing a line from Billie Jean King, Jenny talks about the privilege of pressure, encouraging youth athletes to enjoy the moment and to honor the game by honoring themselves, their teammates, the history of the sport, and the opportunity to learn life lessons through sports. Jenny, I want to start off by introducing you to our audience. Jenny Finch was raised in Southern California starred on the University of Arizona softball team before winning an Olympic gold medal at the 2004 Summer Games in Athens and a silver medal in the 2008 Summer Games in Beijing. At the University of Arizona, she led her team to the 2001 NCAA Women's College World Series Championship and a runner-up finish in 2002. In each of those seasons, she received the Honda Award as the nation's best collegiate softball player. Jenny holds the NCAA record for consecutive wins as a pitcher with an amazing 60, and in 2003, the University of Arizona retired her jersey number 27. She has competed professionally with the National Pro Fast Pitch Chicago Bandits and hosts a series of softball camps for girls ranging in age age from fourth grade through high school. Jenny and her husband, Casey Daigle, have a son, Ace, who turned four uh, last month. Jenny, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I know you played volleyball and basketball in addition to softball in high school. Uh, what do you think the value is for a youth athlete, even someone who wants to, to go to a very elite level like you did? Is there value in them playing multiple sports? You know, I think so. I think I look back at my kind of athletic career and I see so many positives of me playing volleyball and basketball. And, you know, it helped me become more you know, body aware and, you know, making my body move in different ways and do different things and, you know, my muscle balance and and so many things. I think my coordination also um, was helped by me playing those other sports. And, you know, I, I see a lot of kids today being burnt out of, you know, one sport because, you know, they're told to choose at such a young age. And I feel like so many kids don't even know what they could be good at because, you know, they're only playing one sport since, you know, they were eight years old. So I I, um, look back and I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to play those other sports. You know, I I read somewhere recently where where an elite athlete was saying uh, that one of the benefits of playing other sports is you learn to compete. You You compete in softball, you compete in basketball, you compete in volleyball, and getting that kind of experience in different sports makes you a better competitor. Does that make sense? 
I, I think so. You know, I think too, and just the team dynamic, you know, it, it's different depending on what sport you are playing. And, um, you know, there's so many life lessons that transcend way beyond the playing fields. And um, I, I do, I think it does help you become, you know, a better competitor. And I think it gives you a better understanding of overall sports in general. You know, that's interesting. You just mentioned that, you know, your your teammates and the relationship with your teammates are different in different sports. And it seems like that could be a, a life lesson also because in in life after sports, you're you're working in pe- with people in a lot of different ways. Definitely. You know, I see, you know, you look at softball and there's offense and defense and, you know, the different positions and, you know, such. And then you look at volleyball and it's a little bit different. And basketball, it's, you know, that team dynamic is, is different depending on the sport. And I think it allows you to kind of understand um, – teamwork overall and the importance of it and, you know, how kind of we all respond to different things, different ways. And, you know, ultimately you want to be able to encourage one another to be their best and, you know, to get others to get at their best. It's, it takes different things depending on, on, you know, that individual need. And I think it does give you a better understanding of, you know, working together with others that will transcend way beyond the playing field. That's great. You know, ultimately, you did specialize in softball and, and a, as a pitcher. Um, what advice do you have for, for uh, uh, actually, how and when did you realize you wanted to focus on softball and become a pitcher? Uh, well, my parent, my brothers, I chilled about us who played baseball. And so for me, that got my interest in softball. And when I turned five, my parents signed me up to play uh, softball. And from then on, I just kind of fell in love with it. And I started pitching when I was eight. And I was, you know, a, a bigger girl, and I um, could throw the ball pretty hard, so it was, it was kind of fun having, you know, the ball in my hand every single pitch and um, being able to lead my team from the pitcher's mound, and I just uh, fell in love with the game and pitching and have been doing it ever since. When did you when did you just, uh, begin to focus just on softball and not play basketball and volleyball anymore? Um, in college, I in high school I played volleyball and basketball and softball. So I played those all four years of high school, and then um, I got my college scholarship in softball, and then that's when I uh, just went to uh, softball only. Well, do you do you have any advice for coaches who have uh, you know maybe they have the luxury of riches, they have multiple pitchers, and um, they all want they all want to get time on the mound. Any advice for coaches on how to how to deal with multiple pitchers? You know, I think um, it's tough, you know, because ultimately you want to win, but at the same time um, you have the responsibility of being a coach and trying to, you know, make everyone better. And so I think, you know, just creating a healthy competitive environment among the, amongst the pitching staff and, you know, giving everybody time out there. And I think, you know, there's always situations where you can get, you know, pitchers in and get them their opportunity to be able to have the experience of, of, of pitching in a game situation. And I think it's, it's just kind of a balancing act and um, creating that um, encouraging but yet competitive environment amongst the staff. And I think finding, um, I guess, relaying to the pitchers that, you know, they are part of this team and they're an important part of this team and, you know, giving them a role and being able to, you know, tell that pitcher to take pride in, in that role and how important that role is to the team. 
you know, it seems like you've been playing first base uh, a bit recently, and what's that like after having pitched primarily to, to go back to a field position? I love it. I've had so much fun these last two seasons playing first base. And, you know, in college I always played first base and pitched, and then with the national team it was a little bit tougher. You know, you have um, – you know, the world's greatest athletes, and uh, it was kind of tough to break through, but um, I was given the opportunity last summer to really play first base, and I just, I felt like I was the complete player again, where as just me pitching, I just didn't feel like I was at my best, and I think for me, it just kind of helps me be well-rounded and having both, you know, the offensive side and the defensive side of the game, and, you know, I, I ultimately, my goal is to just contribute to the team as much as I can, and I've uh, enjoyed the opportunity being out there on the field at first base. That's great. You know, the, it, part of responsible coaching and responsible sports parenting, we have three principles. One is about redefining what it means to be a winner in terms of mastery. Um, and the effort there is on effort and learning. We actually have a, an acronym we call the ELM tree. E for effort, L for learning, M for bouncing back from mistakes. So we encourage coaches to <clears throat> to focus on mastery with a player and let the scoreboard take care of itself. Did did your parents or coaches that you had help you look beyond the scoreboard to this kind of a mastery approach? Yeah, it was, you know, ultimately, obviously, everybody wants to win, and you have more fun when you win. But, you know, there was, you know, like we were talking about before, there's so many greater life lessons that will transcend way beyond the game. And, you know, looking back at, you know, all of the tough situations that I was faced with. I think my parents did an amazing job of kind of giving me that understanding of, you know, you'll become a better player because of this. You'll become a better person because of this. And, you know, the bad coaching that I had, it was like, well, Jenny, now you'll become, you know, a better person and a better coach when you coach one day because, you will you know, you'll have all of this, you know, all these memories of, of good and bad and how not to treat people and how to treat people and, and all those things. I think they did a good job of, you know, always keeping things in perspective with me and, um, you know, uh, being incredible examples as far as knowing that there is a greater perspective to sports and there is always life after sports. Is coaching something you uh, aspire to? I would love to. I, I enjoy. I do my own nationwide clinics, and um, that's been um, so fulfilling and rewarding and a love of mine just to be out there with the youth and the future of our sport and inspiring and encouraging young athletes all across the board. And so I, I hope to one day. I'm not um, a coach of any certain team right now or program, but um, I would love to. And I had the experience of my fifth year working with the University of Arizona and there's, you know, just nothing greater than being part of a team and a program and an organization. Yeah. Um, the, the second uh, principle we talked about is filling emotional tanks. Everybody has a, an emotional tank like the gas tank in a car, and if, if it's empty, you can't drive your car very far. So, you know, we often see coaches on TV screaming at players and, uh, you know, really draining their tanks. Um, can When you think back on your career, do you have... Uh, can you think of examples of your parents or coaches or teammates filling your emotional ta tank and, and helping you perform their best? Oh, my gosh, so many times. You know, I can remember 
I think too, just the fear of, of being a young person competing and, you know, the pressure that's there and dealing with that pressure. And, you know, so many times I look to my parents for, for confidence and, you know, for leadership and guidance and, you know, they would constantly be there filling that tank, you know, or telling me I can when I didn't believe I could, or, you know, telling me, you know, I, I you know, I could do this if I put my mind to it. So many, you know, positive things that um, they, you know, definitely filled up that tank for me when it was empty. Because I think, you know, even as people, we all have, uh, you know, empty tanks at times. And we look to, um, you know, certain people to help fill those. And it's awesome to be able to have, you know, teammates too that, you know, will inspire you. And as I got older and, you know, in college program and now with the national team, you, you know, it's more of, you know, once you get on that field, you know, you may be feeling like you're having a bad day, but then you look to your teammates and they're, you know, working so hard that that's such a, you know, true inspiration for you. And, you know, it's awesome to be able to help each other in, in that way. You know, we, we think of um, it as a, the coach's job to help players get better. Um, but are there, are there things that you do on the field to help your teammates uh, get better, either on and off the field? I, I, I do. I think, you know, gosh, um, it's kind of, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think, you know, being a teammate, you want to be the best that you can be. And, yep. and you want to be able to, you know, help your teammates. You want to be there for them. And, you want to be there, you know, on and off the field. And it, it is truly that family atmosphere, you know, especially with the national team. We travel all over this world and we only have each other. So we become like a family. And, you know, it's um, so special to think of all the relationships that um, have been built on thanks to the sport of softball and those experiences, you know, on and off the field and just um, trying to always be there for one another and be be a great teammate, you know, like I said, on and off the field. Yep. The, the, the third um, principle we call honoring the game, and we have a, an acronym, to a memory aid to help people remember. We talk about the roots of honoring the game, where root stands for respect for the rules, your opponents, officials, teammates, and yourself. Um, can you think of any time in your career where um, honoring the game uh, really came together for you? I think so many times, you know, you think of, you know, actually being a female athlete, you think of the women before us who have, you know, not only played softball, but have, you know, opened the doors for us, you know, all across the boards and in athletics. And, you know, there is so much honor there and you want to honor them and carry on that torch. And, um, you know, ultimately the game doesn't know, you know, and it's always respecting the game because, you know, the humble, you know, the humblingness of, of, I think, you know, our sport alone and then knowing that ultimately, it, you know, it is a game, but at the same time, you definitely have to respect it and enjoy it and um, enjoy every minute of being able to experience and, and having the opportunity of playing the game. I think that, that tradition and history is, is so important. I um, just read recently that, um, and I'm, I'm forgetting her name, but one of the women who was uh, a model for um, Dottie, the, uh, the first baseman in uh, a field of their own, uh, a league of their own, um, just died. And just thinking about the, the pioneers that you're saying who helped get the game to where it is. And it seems like a lot of kids coming up just um, 
don't 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 understand and appreciate that tradition. No doubt, and and the history of it, and how far we've come, you know. And yes, we do have still room to grow, and you know, continue opening those doors. But like you said, yes, definitely knowing the um, true pioneers of of our game and the history of it, and you know, the many women before us who have played this game, and um, there is that definitely um, that honor and pride and passion and. I think just overall gratitude, um, you know, having the opportunity to play this game at this level. You know, I just think about so many uh, girls who are in my class uh, in my high school who were great athletes, but they really didn't have much of an opportunity. And just, it's so great that uh, we have, we're, you know, we're closer. We're not there in terms of equality, but so, so much closer for girls to have the same kind of opportunities that boys have to play sports. It's definitely one thing that I try to relay to the young girls of the future is, you know, passing that along and, you know, them knowing and appreciating, I think, how far we've come and then understanding, obviously, we do have more room to grow, but definitely, you know, never take it for granted because, you know, our grandmothers, our aunts, they didn't have the opportunity that we've had. And, you know, I tell them that, that you're going to have greater opportunity than I have, you know, and it's it's a matter of, I think, appreciating how far we've come and, and knowing, I think, you know, the women that have given so much and who have played this game when, you know, there was nothing, you know, to be um, taken from it, you know. Yeah. You know, a, a couple of years ago, um, there was a, an incident between, uh, it's a Division three softball game central washington and western oregon played and um you may have heard about this where the uh the western oregon player hit a home run and uh rounded first missed the the base sarah tutolsky was her name and she turned back and threw out her acl and couldn't move and then mallory holtman who was a first baseman for central washington um you know asked the umpire could they help her and they helped her complete her home run um what was your reaction when you you heard about that that incident you know it was a touching moment and I think it's um, it encaptures what it's all about you know it's so much greater than a game and ultimately we are all sisters of this game and you know that's what it's all about those are the life lessons that you hope you know these young kids get to understand is you know teamwork leadership you know honoring the game and understanding the game and having appreciation for the game and you know yes there is you know yes it is competition but ultimately you know there's so many greater things to be taken from it than a, a w or a loss you know you mentioned a couple times here about um it's more fun to to win than lose and i think you've been quoted as saying you take losing personally um can you say a little bit about this and and what do you do to i mean you don't strike everybody out. You don't win every game, uh, although in your case you almost do. Um, but when you when you uh, have a setback, when you have a loss, how do you um, how do you help yourself bounce back from it? Um, you know, you. I think it's a matter of keeping things in perspective, like we're talking, and you know, ultimately it is a game. And yeah, I'm a competitor, and I, I hate to lose, but. Um, you know, it, there is a bigger picture there, and you know, it's a matter of kind of understanding your failures and learning from them and becoming better because of them. And so I think it's, you know, um, constantly a, a battle internally of, okay, I'm, I need to take the positive from this, you know, and even if that positive is from a negative, you know, but um, 
I'm going to become better from this. And, you know, this will ultimately help me become a better person and a better player. Yeah. So um, let's say you're, you're talking to, uh, you know, young softball pitchers and um, you, you mentioned that you could throw hard early on and, and uh, you know, a number of girls can do that. Getting control of your pitches is, is a lot tougher. What, what, do you, what can you say to, um, you know, the young softball pitchers who are who will be listening to this interview? They find themselves struggling. They've got the bases loaded. The pressure is on. What? you have any tips for how to deal with that pressure? Yeah, I was actually, I read Billie Jean King's Pressure is a Privilege, and I thought that was such an incredible statement. You know, I, I try to encourage young kids just to enjoy the moment. You know, how many how many girls would love to be in that circle pitching a ball, you know, leading their team, you know, and um, ultimately all we can do is give our best. And if we've given our best, you cannot be, you know, you're not going to let anybody down. Um, you've given everything you can, and ultimately that's all that we can do and we can ask and anybody else can expect from you. And um, I, I try to turn it around you know, to them saying, you know, you could be at home playing video games, but no, you're on a field playing a game that you love and yeah, base is loaded, but you have the opportunity to, you know, do something great. So try to, you know, fight that negative talk in your head and get those negative thoughts out of your mind and just go for it. You know, um, believe in yourself. You've done everything that you possibly could and, you know, enjoy the moment and look at that pressure as being a privilege. That's a great phrase. Pressure is a privilege. It really does turn things around. That uh, you know, not many people. I know. I used to coach baseball, and I would um, with younger kids. I'd ask them, you know, who wants to be a pitcher, and, and of course, they all raise their hand. And and then we talk about what it means to be a pitcher, and how um, everything starts with you. And there's a lot of pressure. And and some kids, uh, you know, they say, well, you know, really, I don't want to be a pitcher. It's a little too much. Um, but I love that uh, idea of turning it around it's a privilege to be out there in that pressure situation yes and that's ultimately as an athlete that's what you're trained for you know is to be out there but it, you can let that pressure get to you and break you you know but instead try to you know I always tell pitchers you got to fake it till you make it you know your teammates are looking to you in between every pitch and if you're you know pouting or if you're sad you're not believing in yourself you're, your teammates see that and then ultimately the opponent sees that so it's a matter of you know believing in yourself and, you know, faking it till you make it and throwing those negative thoughts out of there and enjoying the moment and knowing that that pressure is, is a privilege. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That's, that's uh, I think a lot of the coaches who are going to be listening to this are going to remember that one. Uh, so your son, Ace, um, he's, uh, he's approaching the age of organized sports. And I'm just curious, uh, what are your hopes for his sports career? You know, I... I just want him to play and have fun, <laughs> you know, ultimately that is. And, of course, you know, I hope he, you know, has the opportunity to play and enjoy it and he loves it, but, you know, that might not be the case. So we'll just kind of, you know, you know, take it one step at a time and hopefully he just has fun and has the experience of knowing what being on a team is like and, you know, gets a chance to learn the many life lessons that, you know, myself and my husband have been able to learn on the playing field. And, um, you know, thinking back on your parents, um, you know, how they they dealt with you as an athlete, have you thought about how you and your husband want to, you know, what kind of sports parents you want to be? Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. I was watching my niece 
get into softball and, you know, just it's intense. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, you can say you want to be this way, but until you get into that situation, you never know how you're going to respond. But hopefully, you know, us having been there, we will hopefully have a better understanding and, you know, know how to to act and hopefully just encourage him and encourage his teammates and encourage him to go after and, and do whatever his passion is. You know, it's been my experience with uh, with elite coaches and elite athletes after they retire that they are much less um, in the face of coaches and much less telling coaches how to do things. And I wonder if part of it is, you know, those those folks have really accomplished a lot. And sometimes I wonder if it's the, the parents who feel like they didn't accomplish what they wanted as athletes that are, are so so much putting pressure on their kids and trying to give the coaches advice, et cetera. I wonder, does that, that make sense to you? It is. It does. And I, I agree with you. I think, I feel like a lot of times you have those parents who are living out their dreams through their kids. And that's when, you know, you see, unfortunately, the parents having more passion and love for it than the kids. And I think, you know, in the end that pretty much drives those kids away from the sport. And, you know, I can remember growing up and just, you know, Obviously, I had, you know, somewhat crazy parents, but, you know, they never really, you know, made me resent the game for it, or I never hated the game because of it. And, you know, so many parents that, of girls that I grew up with, played with, you know, they ultimately ended up hating the game because of, you know, their parents and the pressure and, you know, everything that they were putting them through. So I think, you know, it's definitely, you know, we want to keep youth sports being positive and in a positive environment. And, you know, especially you look at obesity rates, you know, and you look at all the, you know, statistics as far as teen pregnancy rates, you know, of, of women and of that play sports, you know, young girls, and it, it's dramatically lower and, you know, the grades of, of the youth um, are extremely higher when they are involved in, in playing sports. So I think we need to keep the bigger picture, you know, um, in mind knowing that, you know, my son or daughter is going to, hopefully, you know, um, go on and do great things, and and sports will help them do that. I I read an article in the New York Times several years ago by a woman who, she said she came home from like her 800th baseball game of her son's, and she was thinking about how her brother, who was a really great baseball player, and how her parents hardly ever went to his games. And she, you know, but then, then her brother would come home, and as soon as he came in the door, you know, the mom or the dad would say, come in and tell me about the game. And the way she thought about it was that they were allowing his baseball experience to be his. They weren't trying to take it over. And I think that's kind of what I got from what you're saying is that sometimes it becomes so important for coaches, I mean, for, for parents that they kind of displace their own kid. Right, right, definitely. And that's that's where it breaks your heart because you see so much talent and, you know, such a bright future in so many kids, but because of you know, whether it be a negative coach or, you know, um, you know, parenting issue, those, that, that love of the game is taken away. And that's, you know, so heartbreaking to see all across the board and, you know, um, and especially being around professional sports too, it's interesting because you try to figure out, you know, what is the, you know, how, how, how do you do it? But there, you know, you look at all the parents that I meet, and it's 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 you know such a diverse group. So you never know, you know, what it's going to be. But ultimately, I feel like you know what's the percentages of our young kids playing professional sports. You know, it's it's 
very, very low, extremely low. And I think it's a matter of, like we were talking about, those life lessons and the positive experiences and just hopefully being, you know, active and grow to be a, a fit, you know, adult is what you want to be. And, and the, you know, the character and the teamwork and the leadership and all of those lessons um, ultimately are, you know, mean so much more than anything else. <clears throat> Well, Jenny, uh, I think you're a great role model for not just for young girls growing up, but but everybody who's involved with sports, uh, athletes, coaches, parents, and really want to thank you for taking the time to share with me and the responsible sports listeners um, what your experience has been as an elite athlete. And I, I just know uh, people who um, who hear you're going to take away some really valuable things that'll help sports be better for for kids, and that's what it's all about. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the great stuff you guys are doing, and I'm happy to be a part of it. And um, it's exciting to see the positive steps being taken to hopefully create more um, positive moments in youth sports. And I think a lot of it, too, is just the basic understanding and people not knowing. You know, So I think the more aware we can make these parents and coaches, the better off we'll be, and you guys are doing a great job. Thanks so much, Jenny. Thank you. To learn more about Responsible Sports, including how you can help youth athletes honor the game, visit ResponsibleSports.com. You'll find helpful responsible sport parenting and responsible coaching guides, downloadable tools and worksheets, and advice from leading youth sports experts. Music for this podcast has been generously provided by APM Music.